Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Rappernard, and Mike Bellina. And we'll be right back with the Tuki Bookie Show. <laughs> you believe it? Tom Bernard Show. We'll be right back. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? At, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. It's going to be even more beautiful tomorrow when it's 44 degrees. What do you think of that action? Yep, I like it. 35, 35 and sunny today, 44 and sunny tomorrow in the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. What do you think of that action? Not bad. Not bad at all. That's all I have to say. Uh, the big news so far today, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Kirk Cousins is going to sign with the Minnesota Vikings for 84 guaranteed $84 million. I just... Why are we do the weirdest things? I know we really do. <laughs> Guys, lifetime records twenty six thirty and one. And I don't care what anyone says; those Redskin teams were not bad. Maybe they got a, I don't know. Maybe their coaching staff sucks or something. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said, I'm hopeful they know what they're doing and he's going to be fabulous. That'd be wonderful. I, I'll I'll support him. Until the season starts. <laughs> <laughs> then the gloves are off. Then the gloves are off. Then you got to perform, man. Kirk, I'm gonna I'm gonna support you for now, but gloves are off once the season starts. You got to get it done, man. Did not take Case Keenum very long to get a job, did it? Nope. 
He's signing tomorrow with the Denver Broncos, which is be a hell of a. I don't know, man. I don't. I. I think Mike Zimmer just for some reason did not like him. I don't know why. But uh, I will tell you something: eighty-four million guaranteed. Not one of those three quarterbacks is going to be back next year. Yeah. None of them. Bradford's gone. Bridgewater's gone. Keenum's gone. There is no way they're going to bring any of those three guys back. Well, Keenum's already gone. Bradford, I think he was going to come back, but then he got hurt on his way back. Thank you very much. Great to be here. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, the Kirk Cousins deal, he's going to sign with the Vikings tomorrow for 84. All 84 million of it is guaranteed. Uh, And then President Trump fired Rex Tillerson by Twitter via Twitter. But again, I'm not offended by that because every time I've been fired in my life, it's never been face-to-face. I've always gotten fired uh, by, you know, changing the locks on the door or calling me at home going, yeah, you're fired. You know what uh, job I got fired from? What? Think of one of the worst jobs you could ever have. KFC? No. Oh. Uh, well, he knew you worked at KFC. That's why he guessed that. Yeah. Telemarketing job. How do you hell do you get fired from that because you wouldn't do it? Yeah. Well, first of all, it was one of those, you know how it is, Melina, when you're a student at the University of Minnesota, there's like all these job things all over the place. Oh, yeah. Work here and you will make you can make $40 yeah. an hour, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but well, they had a job fair at the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I went I went to this thing and it, they, they were lying. They didn't even tell you what it was <laughs> when you got in there. And it was like selling vacuum cleaners or some freaking weird thing. And it, you were... My shift was from 4 to 7 p.m. So I'm calling everybody at dinner time. They all were mad, yelled at me, cursed at me, swore at me. I was like, uh, okay. I didn't, and I didn't sell one vacuum cleaner my first day. So, you were so like, they fired me. You were like Reverend Jim on uh, Taxi. <laughs> Remember he got one of the greatest. Did you ever see that episode? No, Anybody I'm, see the episode I of Taxi? I don't know which uh, one you're ta- talking about. Oh, my God. I've never seen any episode of Taxi. Okay, well, let me tell you something. Reverend funny Jim, show. He was a guy who yeah. talked like this. He, hilarious. Well, he bought a bar, Mario's Bar. So he bought the bar, and <laughs> he said, I changed the name of the bar. I hope people don't get confused. Really? What's the name of Mario's now? I changed the name to Jim's Mario's. <laughs> 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 so... He goes to this person's house, he knocks on the door, and he's got this big valise with him. And he comes and he goes, I want to demonstrate to you the greatest vacuum cleaner of all time. And he walks over to their fireplace and takes two big scoops of ashes out of the fireplace and throws it on their white carpeting. Oh. He goes in the kitchen, gets some cooking oil, pours that on it. He, he dumps all kinds of just... Oil and ashes and dirt and anything, everything you find. Don't I know your concern, but don't be worried. <laughs> this vacuum cleaner, it's like a miracle. It'll clean it all up. It'll be unbelievable. You're going to love it and you'll buy one immediately. He leans over, unlatches the, the big suitcase, opens it up, takes out an encyclopedia and says, Oh, that's right. I didn't get the vacuum cleaner job. (laughs) (laughs) He destroys their carpeting. (laughs) How phenomenal. He forgot that he didn't get the vacuum cleaner job. Yeah, I could, no. (laughs) I loved him. Christopher Lloyd. 
There are two Christopher Lloyds, by the way. One produces TV shows and movies, and the other one is the great actor who was in uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, and he played Pieces in Things to Do in Denver. Great movie. You ever seen that movie? Nope. If you've never seen it, no. Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, it's Andy Garcia, it's Christopher Lloyd, bunch of big stars in it. Treat Williams is incredibly good in it. Perhaps more famously, Doc Brown in... Um, yeah, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah, yeah he played Doc Brown. Exactly. Easily his most famous role. That's exactly right. Joy Behar of The View apologized uh, Tuesday for suggesting uh, mental illness was behind the claims by people that Jesus Christ talked to them. In remarks made on a show last month about Vice President Mike Pence, mm. her comments launched a protest that made it all the way to a shareholders meeting of the ABC parent Walt Disney Corporation. Pence said on Monday that when Behar called him personally to say she was sorry, he urged her to apologize publicly, so she did at the top of Tuesday's show. I was raised to respect everyone's religious face, and I fell short. Fell <laughs> short? You should be fired today. Yeah. And I'm look, I'm not even religious, but you people running your mouths and pissing all over everybody else's beliefs, I'm getting really tired of it. Well, and it's been a fashionable to Christian bash now oh, yeah. for quite Christian, some time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Christian bash is very, very cool good. now. Yeah. I just want some consistency. That'd like be good. make it so either you can say that communicating with Jesus is mental illness if you also apply that to, you know, Yahweh and Muhammad. Yeah, but they'll exactly. never do that. So, you know, have it one way or the other. Either religion is okay or it's not. Well, Andy makes a very good point because if, if you, if Joy Behar had said on The View that Muhammad is a fool or something like that, she'd be dead already. Well, it's, all, it's very dangerous to say that. That's what I'm, well, yeah. of course it is. Very dangerous. But she finds it okay to say it about Jesus. Right. You know, why don't we respect Muhammad? Why don't we respect Jesus? Why don't we respect Yahweh? Whomever. Some people find great peace in that. Yes. Why don't you just let them have their peace? If you're a Jew, a Christian, a Muslim, whatever you are, as long as you don't harm other people because you believe in your religion and Christians have done it and you know, Muslims have done it, there's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm certain that all faiths have done it. But that's not what the religion taught them to do. That came out of their own head. Okay? Oh, yeah. If you asked your average Muslim extremist why you're not supposed to depict Muhammad, none of them would know. They would not know. They wouldn't know the answer. They just know that you're not supposed to because, yeah. you know, that's what their imam told them. But so I but yeah, that's the whole whole thing. Even though I'm not a real religious guy myself, I I just it it brings peace to some people. And it makes some people happy. And again, if they're not shoving it down your throat and they're not harming you, yeah, you cannot use your religion to harm other people. Uh, Joy Behar is not funny. And by the way, they keep saying she was a stand-up comedian. When was she a stand-up yeah, comedian? Was she? I don't remember seeing her on the Johnny Carson show, but maybe she was on there. Maybe she did the cat skills. Uh, Seems like her crowd. She was on the Joy Behar show on HLN. Okay, the, what's the oh, headline news? Uh, what? She was on the headline news channel doing stand-up comedy? Is that what HLN? No, it was a program, a news program and talk show. Okay, so she's never been a stand-up comedian. Uh, say anything? I don't think so. Yeah, because you keep claiming what? she was a stand-up comedian. I'm no missionary. I don't even believe in Jeebus. Let me out. Sorry, no can do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, save me, Jeebus! 
<laughs> there it is. I don't even believe in Jeebus. Save me, Jeebus. <laughs> That's exactly it, isn't it? It's true. How can an ace be one and eleven? What kind of God would allow that? <laughs> oh, wait. She was a stand-up comedian on Good Morning America, apparently. Well, stand-up so comedian. That's not a stand-up comedian. But <laughs> oh, get, like she warmed up the crowd? I guess. I don't know. She just is so abrasive. She's horrible. I mean, she's she worked just at comedy so club circuit apparently. Abrasive. She did at uh. some point in like the late eighties. When was she ever at Acme or Rick Bronson's House of Comedy? <laughs> it just says the comedy club circuit. So who knows? Yeah, so in other words, it's made. Up. Yeah, so did I. Remember when I was working the comedy club circuit, Catherine, before the kids were born? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you were supposed to say yes. I remember you. You know, I you're shall no, not tell a lie. You know, Joy Behar, I'll tell you that. She's, I don't know. Just, She's disgusting. Well, that show just makes me want to vomit. Show, oh, the view is just oh, the worst. It's so bad. It's seriously the worst. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, Joy Behar, The View, apologized Tuesday. Uh, Mike Pence said, why don't you apologize publicly? So she did at the top Tuesday show. I was raised to respect everyone's religious faith, and I fell short of that, the comedian mm-hmm. said. I sincerely apologize for what I said. Mm-hmm. Show moderator Whoopi Goldberg quickly moved on. Behar's original comments came on February 13th during a discussion that touched upon Pence's Christianity. It's one thing to talk to Jesus, Behar said. It's another thing when Jesus talks to you. That's called mental illness, if I'm not correct, hearing voices. I don't think he came out and said, I don't know, I wasn't there because someone speaks to you. I've heard people say that about a painting. That painting speaks to me. Yeah. They don't mean they hear a voice. It just speaks to them in a language... Look, good God, why do you even have to explain this? Why doesn't she just shut up for once? You know, you know, I love how she is always throwing stones at everybody else, especially Republicans. I mean, she hates yeah, Republicans yeah, she does. Well, it's true. really badly. Plus, But she does the same thing. She never shuts up either. Mm-hmm. Right, no, exactly. And she can, you know, she spouts off constantly. My question is, can he talk to Mary Magdalene without his wife in the room? What does that mean? Would that be cheating on her if he if, if Mary Magdalene he talked to Mary Magdalene because she was a hooker? She wasn't actually a hooker. People she, just assumed she was. I know she actually was not a hooker, but everybody thinks she was. On the same show, Behar said she did not believe Pence was mentally ill and that he would be a, make a better president than Donald Trump. But the damage had been done. Pence spoke out against the remarks in The View and returned to the topic two days later. Behar mentioned being a Christian herself who gives money to her church. She called it a joke gone awry. I don't mean to offend people, she said, but I apparently I keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. The Conservative Media Research Center launched a campaign that its president, Brent Bozell, said Tuesday resulted in some 40,000 protest phone calls wow. being placed to ABC and 9,000 advertisers on The View. In response, uh, uh, in response to a question at a shareholders meeting last week, Disney Corporation Chief Executive Robert Iger I just used to call him Bob when I worked for Disney. <laughs> Good old Bob. Bob Iger, you know. Said that Behar had called Pence to apologize. The vice president confirmed that in his interview Monday with Sean Hannity of Fox News Channel. I felt it was important that I defend the faith of tens of millions of Americans against that kind of slander, Pence said. And I did so. And, you know, I give Joy Behar a lot of credit. She picked up the phone. She called me. She was very sincere, and she apologized. Mm. And one of the things my faith teaches me is grace, forgive, as you've been forgiven. Oh, well, that's good. 
That is good. That is good. So it's a nice thing. I respect the fact that she actually did that. I agree. She picked up the phone like a grown woman, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing. But maybe just once in a while. I mean, can you imagine me being in the position of telling somebody else to shut up? Think about that. (laughs) I mean, honestly, God, you talk about stretching the argument. But, yeah, I... uh, I didn't know that Joy Behar was a Christian. Me, I just I, I just got a text from Wendy. I always thought jo- Joy was a Jewish comedian. Well, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she is. Did she convert or something? I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't follow her. Andy's going to check. She out. is of Italian descent. Joy Behar's Italian. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> God, Melina, nice outfit you got. Yeah. What? Joy Behar. No, she married. Oh, that's not her original name. She kept the name of her first husband for some reason. Was well, she married a guy Probably named Behar? Yeah, her original name is Okuto. <laughs> Okuto? Yeah. I like that name, Okuto. Yeah. Josephine Victoria Okuto. Yeah, so. and But then she married a Steve Yanowitz, but didn't oh, yeah. take his name for some reason. <laughs> so her husband is Jewish. <clears throat> I would assume so. Yanovitz. A lot of women don't change. Once they have whatever their children's name yeah. is, they just stick with that. I mean, a she was married for like, she was married for 16 years. So I guess you get used to it or something. Okay, here's what we'll do. We have to take a break here for a couple of minutes. But when we come back, I will read some of the comments to that story. It's one of my favorite oh. new things to do. Comments to stories because people are the worst thing that ever happened to the earth. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting Leisure time since 1983. Visit Flo at the Northwest Sports Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center, March 22nd through the 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location. And those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutramost is so easy. And they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food. And I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client, an owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. Love this song. Oh, 
You know, I don't, uh, I don't go to funerals, so I didn't go to my dad's funeral. But I guess they played this song at his funeral, and my sister came apart at the seams. I would imagine that'd be that'd be pretty tough to listen to at one of your parents' funerals. Yeah, oh, yeah. we that. played this at my mom's funeral, and yep, I was oh, starting did to you? become undone. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's quite understandable, ladies and gentlemen. But in any case, why did you play Ave Maria there? Ah, just a uh, shout out to Joy Behar. Oh, to your sister, your <laughs> Italian sister. <laughs> From our uh, Italian she brother looks like Midler. Yeah. She does. Yeah, exactly. She does. Yeah, Andre Bocelli, or as Catherine's friend uh, said, let's go see Andrew Biscotti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Andy Biscotti. That's who Name's we're going to go Andrew see. Andrew Biscotti. You're going to love him. <laughs> Andrew Biscotti. It's unbelievable. Uh, uh, Andre Bocelli, Andy Biscotti. It's close. Yeah, at least knew, you knew who she was talking about. Uh, <laughs> You mean Bocelli? Yeah. Apparently, I know it's hard to believe, but uh, so Joy Behar has been married three times, Andy? Is that what you're saying? Only twice. Oh, twice. She's been married twice. That's not that bad. Well, she was single for like 30 years. I can see why. She she got (laughs) married, let's see, she was born in 1942, and she got married in 65, so... She's 75 years old? Yep. God, these women that get these good facelifts... Yeah, there's, there's I gotta definitely find that. A, nice. I gotta do that. But when yeah, you're 76, she, uh, I didn't get all tuned up. Divorced in '81 and then remarried in 2011. Really? Yeah. Get odd. all tuned up. She get all. She got all tuned up. Got herself a man. Well, maybe Damn that's right. why she looks like <laughs> Bette Midler is because they have the same face now. Yeah, maybe they got tuned up by the same. I know. Yeah. It's like the ladies on Palm Beach Island. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, they yeah. all go to the same guy, and they all have this weird. Yeah. Trout mouth thing going on. I know it's, it's horrible. You have the trout mouth. It's yep, really yep, bad. Yep, yep. Yeah, if you ever get plastic surgery around your mouth, ask for like the bare minimum, <laughs> because for some reason people always get way too much, and they always end up looking not quite human. We'll talk to Ralph Basham about that the next time he's in. Ralph, <laughs> Ralph tomorrow. Does, Ralph won't do that no, to he people. Was it was going to be. He's all, he'll be on next Tuesday. Oh, is he in California? No, he's not in California, but his daughter's having a baby very soon. Oh. Yes. Well, that'll be good. That's, he's on standby. Like he's on like, standby. He's on baby standby. That's Gotta exactly right. Baby standby. Just in case it comes out ugly and he has to fix it. Oh. Oh, my God, you are really? Well, he's a doctor. He's a plastic surgeon. Yeah, okay. The plastic surgeon on standby. It'll I'm pretty be a sure beautiful baby. It will be a beautiful baby. The parents are good-looking people, yes, so that's everybody's good good-looking. Um, some of the comments on the Joy Behar, Mike Pence story. Oh. Uh, OMG, MOV. Oh, my God. What does MOV stand for? I have no idea. Oh, my God, MOV. 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 It's an X86 op code. Well, there you go. Uh, I don't see how anyone who says Jesus talks to them can be taken seriously. It's because you're I a moron. I looked it up, and he has never claimed that. Of course not. Omarosa claimed that Je- he said Jesus talks to him, but he's never said that. So, so Omarosa... It's one of those tried- things that, yeah, it's like a... She's trying a, to make money. It's a mainstream news, you yeah. know, making stuff up kind see, of thing. There you go. Once again, the guy's never done it. Look, and I, I'm not defending Mike Pence or anything, but I am defending his right to his Christianity, just like I would a Muslim or a Jew or any other faith. Uh, listen, OMG, MOV, you're a moron. That's 
Jesus doesn't actually talk to people. Well, it's like I said in this. Think that he does. Well, those those they do not. Sure. Who? People. Yeah, some people, people do. People do believe that they have a conversations. All right. Well, then I want a miracle. If that does happen, let's go, Jeebus. I think you have to be become more dedicated for longer than three seconds. Save me, Jeebus. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uncletio. Uh, it's an amazing world. If I claim I talk to aliens, people would think I'm mentally ill. If I claim I talk to God, I can be a political leader. So, gee, I wonder who... Oh, it's in the Star... Oh, they're Star Tribune uh, commenters. Yeah. So that makes sense. There you go. Okay, I'm going to read just one more. Uh, Marketer says she's not wrong, and then I'll read one more. So a guy goes to church every Sunday and prays to God to win the lottery so he can provide for his family and children. The lottery keeps growing each week, and each Sunday the guy keeps with the same prayer. Finally, the third Sunday, he prays really hard, even staying late after everyone has left, telling God that half of whatever he wins goes to the church, only needs so much for his family. Suddenly a bolt of thunder, uh, it's a bolt of lightning, not a bolt of thunder, okay? Uh, thunder doesn't. Uh, uh, thunder strikes. It doesn't bolt. Thunder doesn't strike either. No, lightning. Technically, strikes. thunder is just the sound. Just the sound. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, thunder struck. But for some reason, people say things like thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah, yeah, they do. Suddenly, a bolt of thunder and a deep booming voice rattles the sanctuary. Peter, meet me halfway. Buy a ticket. Is what? this a long story? Is this from like a 1920s joke book? That was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> is this a St. Peter at the Pearly Gates joke. My mom knows a bunch of them. That is one of the worst. What does that mean? Peter, meet me halfway. Buy a ticket. I think they're drunk. Move on. Buy, you buy a lottery ticket. But I don't understand. They're a bad writer. <laughs> so basically, every comment in this story is exactly the same, that uh, Mike Pence is the bad guy and that Joy Behar oh, yeah, it's a is the good tri- person. Star Tribune, yeah. That, it's a Star Tribune. Yeah, I mean, you got to consider the source. Here's what I don't understand about anybody who's far left or far right. How can you go through life thinking you're always right? Because it's fun. It's not fun. It's not. It makes no sense. You're not always right. Don't uh, honestly. Uh, what I think is the absolute truth, and that's all there is to it. But how do you think you're going through life, and what you think is the 100% truth, and you will not uh, listen to anybody else's opinion on anything, because you, you know. only ever associate with people who think exactly like exactly. you, then you can make that illusion pretty easily. But see, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I'm good friends with, with uh, you know, Osgard and Kendall Norberg and Fitz, and they have varying political views. Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal tend to lean left. They're not psychotically left. But I hang around with a lot of people that have different political views. You learn things that way. See, that's my argument, is if you do wander into somebody else's camp, you could actually learn something. Whether that something is good or bad, you learn, right? Yeah. I, I, I find it very pleasant talking to Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal and, and Kendall and, and Kevin and all these people. Well, there's a difference. I think if you're secure in your beliefs and in who you are, you don't have to have everybody else agree with you. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, and if, you, if you're insecure, then you have to be surrounded by people that think and talk the exact same way that you do. Look, I think the tax cut that everybody thought was so horrible and now they have to admit was not horrible, and it was not all about the rich, because I can't even tell the number of companies that have given bonuses to their employees because of that C-Corp tax cut. Uh, Catherine and I did not get a tax cut. Matter of fact, our taxes are going to go up 
because they got rid of the um, property tax write-off over a certain amount of money. Catherine, if my, Catherine and my taxes went up, uh, but it benefited a lot of people. Uh, in the metropolitan area, there were companies that said, hey, they we're, we're going to pass. XL Energy said that tax cut could lead to a, a rebate to all their customers. They didn't say it would. They could said it be. could. Could. It might. So that's a good thing. So you can't argue that part of it, that, that those people, for those people, it's a good thing. So Donald Trump is not the worst human being ever born, the worst president of all time, and oh, my God. Now, firing your secretary of state on Twitter is one of the most horses-ass things I've ever heard in my entire life. And it's idiotic, and he should be roundly criticized for doing that. There are things about him that are good. There are things about him that are bad, just like every other human being, right? Yes. That's fine, isn't it? Have you ever met the perfect human being? I mean, I have because I married Catherine, but you know. Oh, good God. Even she doesn't believe that. I'm I'm looking at Trump's Twitter page to see when he... To see when when he released it. When did he fire him on Twitter? Uh, I think last night. Last night. I'm not sure about that, but I think it was last night. Well, I think it was this morning Uh, because uh, I think Tillerson met with uh, Kelly on Friday, and Kelly informed him that he probably was going to be, you know, let go sometime, you know, in the coming weeks. He did not say exactly when, and then Tillerson. The tweet was at seven forty-four a.m. today. Yeah, seven forty-four this morning. So he knew he was going to get fired, but he didn't know he was going to get fired on Twitter. Yeah, which even though he knew he was going to get fired, is wrong to to fire. But again, that's how every time I've been fired, that's how I got fired. They didn't do it to my face. They fired me in another way. Trump called him a couple hours later. He tweeted just before a flight. And then called him after the flight to tell him he was fired or something. So Five hours yeah. ago, it says Mike Pompeo. Ma- Mike Pompeo, yeah. Director of the CIA will become our new Secretary of State. He will do a fantastic job. Thank you to Rex Tillerson for his service. Uh, Gina Haspel will become the new Director of the CIA and the first woman so, cho- so chosen. Congratulations to all. I don't see... This firing on a tweet. Well, and, thank you to Rex Tillerson for yeah. his services firing. Well, well, I mean, not not literally, but that's well, like, you know. Well, what did he say on Twitter? What exactly did he say at 744 that's on Twitter? That's exactly what he said. Thank you for your service? Thank Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's how Tillerson found out. Someone. Yeah, but that's not really firing someone. Thank you for your service. I, well, I could think it's announcing I'm, that you're going to fire him, uh, basically. Maybe Trump had somebody else do the firing, and they just didn't get to it yet. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you never really know. No, you never really know. It's not know. like he tweeted, Rex, get out. I just, I, I wish <laughs> Trump would back off on the tweeting. I really, it just, would you please just back off on the tweeting? My God, it's all you, you not gonna love happen. Twitter. He does love Twitter. Although Twitter loves him because he saved that company. That company was about ready to go under before him. Well. So they must love him, I would think. Yeah, they, he uh, he threw some gasoline on some embers, and now the barn's on fire yeah. again. I, I follow Tom, Donald Trump and Chuck Schumer because Chuck Schumer, every oh, 15 minutes, one. he turns purple with rage about anything. Yeah, he's, he's another one, he's Chuck a, Schumer, yeah. phony. Ugh. He pretty much just is a knee-jerk reactor to whatever Trump does. It's pretty funny. But it is all of those people. That's the thing about it. It's all of them that act like complete jackasses. I don't know. Maybe there are some public servants out there that actually are public servants, but uh, I don't know. We'll have to see.
we'll have to see how the whole thing shakes out. I, I, I just, again, I just really wish you wouldn't. Now, Mr. Trump, I know you're used to running big corporations and you do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it, but you gotta, and he does admit fully that I'm not presidential. He says that all the time. I'm not presidential. So No, he is not. Uh, and he said he was going to be the most presidential president ever. He did say he, he did was, lie about that. Remember? He did say that. Uh, oh yeah, he he said I'm going to oh, be the most God. presidential president you've ever seen. Well, how often do people make a complete personality change when they're seventy? Well, it doesn't happen often. No. So why would you expect it this time? Is he what is he seventy four? Seventy one. He's only seventy one. Yeah, but he got he was elected when he was seventy. So it's like you know why are we expecting? Someone to live the first 70 years of his life one way and then all of a sudden become a different person. Yeah, that doesn't really, make any sense. Yeah, that's really not going to work out yeah, very well. I guess on all of his reality shows and stuff, he, he, he is that guy. That's who he is. Yeah, he is. He wasn't acting. No, I mean, here's a guy who, who says that uh, he got his start by getting a $1 million loan from his father. Well, it turns out it was actually $14 million. Uh, who's but, counting? Yeah, you know, he he's a businessman. I I don't think I've ever met a businessman who doesn't expand on the truth. I mean, have you ever met anybody that that doesn't expand on the truth that runs a business that big? No. Hello. Hello. Is this Todd? Todd. Uh, yes. Todd, how are you? We're we're just about to go to break. Can we? Uh, can we talk for a minute and then go to a very, very quick break and come back and talk all about? I watched your special and I want to talk to you about that. Awesome. Yeah, we can, uh, whatever you want. Todd, I want to know going into the break, and again, it's only a two minute break, it's very quick. Yeah, uh, no problem. What, big shot, you get your own orchestra. How do you like that, right? Yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I tune in, I watch the special. Uh, I mean, rim shots are rim shots, but I mean, you got the entire orchestra, you got the whole deal, <laughs> you got the whole deal going on. I, I, I tell you what, we'll take the break right here. We'll come back and I want to find out what the inspiration behind the orchestra on stage with Todd Glass, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll talk, talk about, about a tease. That's a tease right there, Mr. Glass. And we'll That's be right back. That's a tease right there, everybody. And we'll, we'll be back right after this. Let me throw it a break, please. We'll be back right after this. On the Tom Bernard Let's Show. Go to break. Go to it. break. Okay. No, no. I'll, we'll be back with the Tom Bernard Show right after this. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. 
So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Could be, could be for either one of my clothes. It depends on how you, how you take the whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Todd Glass. Todd Glass's Netflix special act. Happy, Todd. How have you been? Tom, Tom, Tom. How Tom, you doing? Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom. Now you sound like my mother. My mother used to do that. Tom, yeah. Tom, Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm at the gym. If you hear any background noise, I apologize. No, it's not a problem. Um, I, I will tell you what I I, but, I did notice from your special because Todd showing off wears a T-shirt that shows how muscular he is. Well, I'm not really. I'm not. You know what? I appreciate the compliment, but uh, if I had muscles like that, I wouldn't show them because there's an old thing in comedy that muscles aren't funny. Like you know what I mean? It's like there was a comedian walking down the improv years ago, and one of the owners of the improv he was going on stage with his. You know, his muscle, his arm, big arm. It's all right if you're in good shape, but you should, you know, it's not funny. And he True. goes, hey, he taps him on the shoulder. He goes, hey, muscles aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, it's, it's a good, it's like, I think it's the sort of thing like Joe Piscopo died for our sins. Like yeah. he taught, come on, didn't, did he, did he, yeah, I know he's alive. What I mean is he went muscular like so many years ago. And it's like, it's just, it's not funny. No, I understand so exactly what you're funny. saying. Thank you. So I'm not that, but uh, but I appreciate I appreciate I'll take it. I should just shut up and take the compliment. Yeah, the compliment compliments um, are a good thing. There's no question about it. Yes, and the orchestra. Well, I mean, it's about a set. It's a seven piece. On the road, I try to have keyboards and drums in every market I go to. You know, some have played for me before. Uh, you know, like I just get guys that or women that listen to the podcast and they play for me as the people are being sat, because I think it adds a cool element to the night of, even as you're entering the club, there's two people on stage in black suits just playing jazz as you're being sat. It makes it like a, a cool evening. But for the special, I, uh, I, I, you know, we upped it a little. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you what, it was very, very impressive. I tuned in to watch the special when it, when it came out. And uh, all the, you got... Yeah, I, I see the drums. Oh, he's going to have rim shots, so that's good. And then I look, and there's the entire orchestra. You reference the orchestra quite often uh, in Act Well, they do is, bits, yeah. Yeah, they do bits, right. Uh, well, I don't want to give away too much to people who haven't seen it yet, but, yeah, they do. the orchestra does bits, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they, they and, and the more bits, like, the more they're with you, the more bits they can do. And it really does make touring fun, like, when you have two people that have, or three, sometimes I'll use, like, two musicians I've used, and then I'll fill the band up with, like, you know, like, obviously, one of the people in the band, all she did was play the triangle. So, you know, I'll, I'll like, <laughs> fill it up with other stuff. Sometimes I'll put somebody, you know, on ratchet, just one person on ratchet, you know, all night long. And give me some ratchet over there. But it, it does make performing fun. And it just... Like I said, I feel like it makes it like an event. Like even as people are leaving after I say goodnight, and the band's wailing out a song instrumentally as they're exiting. So I, I, I really, I like it. I, I really enjoy it. I started doing it around three years ago. No, I, I think it's it's wonderful having the entire orchestra on stage with you the whole time. I do have to tell you, and whoever was on the show, I say this too. But I, whenever I see in someone's bio. Uh, Including performances on Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn, I tear up because I loved that show. 
I thought it was brilliant, and whatever happened, I don't know. Colin Quinn's a great guy, anyway. I've always liked Colin Quinn. Yeah, um, I'm I'm like an absurd Colin Quinn fan. Well, absurd yep. is a real word, but I I just love anything he does. Yep. I'm you know a big Colin Quinn fan, and that show, you know, it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun to do, and you know, you talk about stuff. Sometimes people said things, obviously. Uh, that I don't agree with, but yeah. that was the place to do it, you know. Yep. Yep. So uh, it, it, it was it was always a lot of fun to do that show, and you got to get a trip to New York, and you know, so it was a, it was a, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Well, I became a big Todd Glass fan many years ago, and the highest compliment I can pay someone is to say you're a smart ass because I find it. When you used to set people up, there was, you know, I don't remember what show it was on, but you were wearing a medical coat and you actually even had a stethoscope around your neck and you were fake. That was a bit I, yeah, that was a bit I did for a while. I, I mean, who knows, there might be one or two left, but on Tosh.0 where it was just a bit, the joke was, I feel like taken out of context, every bit that I did on there could sound no, no, know, I understand. sexist or racist. I understand. But it was... Yeah, it was this concept of that I was the worst prank show in the world. Right. And uh, that's why when people sometimes, you know, you'll read some of the comments. Most people get it, but once in a while, they'll see them go, this is the worst prank show in the world. And you're like, oh, you 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 don't get that's the joke. Yeah, and see, that's the yeah. whole thing. Some people did not get it was a joke. For me, it's my life. It's I, I've lived my life that way. It's just how how do you not get that I wasn't being serious there? And that and when you did it, and it's not necessary to to describe any of the bits. It's just the fact that no. that at the end you would just be. I mean, you were just such a pain in the ass. It was wonderful, and I, I'm sorry. It started from a stupid joke I would do. When I would like go over to the uh, Tosh.0 offices and hang out with Daniel when he first got the show, right? And I would go up to people because I think prank show. There was some prank show on the air at that point that was so bad. And I'd go, uh, to anybody working there, do you know what time it is?" And they'd go, "Oh yeah, it's two uh, thirty. And I'd go, "Ah, I already know. I have a watch on you, dumb piece of." You know, I would be like, "You're so stupid. You're so dumb, and you're so angry. You're so mad at me, you stupid pile of garbage. I can't believe it." And then I go, you're on my new awful prank show. I got you good, you stupid. So that's what, and then we're like, we should do something where it's just that this guy has the worst prank show in the world. Well, it's a great idea. That's all I have to say. I, I, I thought it was a, I got the joke immediately. So if I'm the only one, I'm very proud of that. But I, I don't s- think I'm the only one. I swear there's a cluster of neurons that lets people like get satire and some people just aren't born with it or something because i've seen people yeah, not get people, the yeah. most obvious satire in the universe yeah you know and the good thing is a lot of people do get it and it's so silly and some people might say hey i get it and i still don't like it of course not everybody that doesn't like it it's because they don't get it but um yeah sometimes uh, it could you know uh, some people don't but you, you know on the internet if you read comments the best thing i ever heard is remember it could be a Grader, you know, so you're like, oh, that's yeah. right. You forget who's commenting. You always think it's like yeah. the most savvy. But I don't want to go down a train of negativity because um, it's no reason to. I always catch myself, uh, you know, talking about a percentage of people that don't get something. But um, but anyway, I digress. Well, no, I mean, in Act Happy, you talked about a lot of the man. You, it's been a tough road to hoe there, coming and going uh, with with uh, all the stuff you talked about. And I, I you know. I'm one of, I've been interviewing people now for like 48 years, and I don't ever 
say, you know why? You know, all I want to do is talk about what, do your act, and I, I that's not what I do at all. But the, so you talked about a lot. Of I don't very, mind. You talked about a lot of very important things in Act Happy, and so I, I'm not saying, hey, Todd, could you just do part of your act? That's not what I mean at all. But you did talk about some very, very important things in, in Act Happy as well that have happened to you and what what you're all about and who you are as a person, which I really admired. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it was, like, later in my career, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I don't really talk about politics that much on one area that I think you might be talking about, and then there's obviously something else. But I, uh, I uh, you know, started to enjoy talking about social issues. And when I, when I wrote the book, I realized, wow, I, I, I don't really talk about this in my act. So this was the first special since, like I said, not politics, but more social issues and you know, it, it feels good to be able to vent about that stuff. I mean, mainly the biggest thing is, which I don't agree with, and I and I just feel like I talk about it 24 hours a day, and if somebody ever, my paranoia thinks someone goes, all right, enough already, I'll be like, oh, did it stop? When someone says enough already with that, you go, oh, did it stop? Oh, no, then probably, that's like if somebody, if a, if a cop was defending you from someone beating you up, and then, you know, he goes, all right, that's enough. Well, there's the other guy still beating me up, so maybe you should just keep helping me. So the, the constant, you know, the lost, people that everyone forgets about is young people you get such a shitty rap oh can i curse no, that's fine. i don't know you're, you're fine uh, bad no, rap and, and it's not you know when you defend young people not that i shouldn't defend them just for defending them but you defend the world because the entire problem and i'm not overstating it with the world is that older people have a trouble understanding that young kids don't get stupider they get smarter <laughs> it's just evolution it's not even up for debate I have a lot of things I'm passionate about that are still up for debate. In other words, what I'm saying, just because I'm passionate and I feel right about something, you still have to leave it on the drawing board to be discussed. That's how you bring other people with you. And on my best day, I'm kind when I discuss it. And because that's the only way people are going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. But I don't put the kids who are getting smarter into that category. Anybody who thinks they're not getting smarter. Um, it's To me, it's like the world's round and kids get smarter. That's how factual it is. And, I don't know, maybe people are scared of dying and they'd like to believe that these young kids, not only do they have more time left on the planet, uh, not only do they have thicker hair, uh, that maybe they're smarter too. And that's, by the way, that's not pitting old people against young people. No, if, no. If, if I'm right, I'm going to say if, and young kids are getting smarter. Um, that's good. That's yeah. good. It's not, it's not like a bad thing. It's not like it's, an, it's good. That means older people did a good job. Is that what you wanted? Did you want the young people to turn out even the same as you? Or did you want them to be smarter? Right. Or did you want them to be dumber? You know, by coincidence, Todd, just about two or three weeks ago, and I can't remember what the event was. It was, uh, they were talking about DACA or they were talking, I don't know what they were talking about. But Congress was all up in arms about something and the president was up in arms about something. And I went, uh, on a morning show, I've interviewed you on my morning show many times as well. I've I've been doing it for 32 years. I... I went on the next day on the morning show and I said, I have a question for America. Why do you want a bunch of 80-year-old people, uh, 70 or 80-year-old, not that they don't, they're not wise and they're learned and all the rest of it, but I saw, and you know, Donald Trump is 71, you, you've got Nancy Pelosi who's, I think she's near 80 if she's not 80, you got, you got Chuck Schumer, you got Mike Pence, so it's, it's not just Democrats or, uh, or not just Republicans, it's both parties. Why don't they get some younger people in there to make the, because any decision they make, Todd, is not going to affect them at all, because they're rich right. and, and they're and old. By the, oh, go ahead. No, that's it. They're just rich and they're no, old. I, that's it. Yeah, I agree. And, and by the way, 
you know, it's not like you said, it's not all older people. When older people, like me, in my opinion, someone like Bernie Sanders, acknowledges the brilliance of youth, mm -hmm. that's when the two of them can move forward like a freight train. So when I say young people aren't getting, you know, I'm not saying all young people are brilliant, but the people that say, oh, kids today, all they do is this, or all they do is that, the reason that they say that, even if it's true, let's say, let's say, just to make the clean argument, that you found something. Because I know a lot of people that say they agree with me, but because I'm so passionate about it, even someone in that room right now where I'm, you know, you all are, mm -hmm. will, will end the interview and then maybe go, I agree with them overall, but you've got to admit, they want to find a nuance where they're right. Like, even if you're right, let's say you're dead white, you found a nuance where they're getting, uh, you know, not as smart, they're not as enlightened, even, and I underlined it a hundred times, even if you're right, who cares? It's not important. It, you, the reason you're willing to talk about a nuance where they might not be, uh, they not, let's say, just call it layman's term, they're getting dumber and dumber, is because you're not aware where they're brilliant. You're not aware what they're yeah. brilliant. You're not aware of what they're doing. Because if you did know how brilliant they were, you would find it insignificant to find a little nuance about them that you thought was not smart. So, you know, I, I just, you know, you know, so I talked about that in the special. And that was fun to talk about. It was cathartic for me to scream about that. Well, there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. And Act Happy, you also talked to, uh, I mean, many, many things. You talked about your, your coming out party. Do you, did you... Uh, when you came out, did you feel a, like you had helped a lot of people? Because I got to believe, uh, look, the the quarterback on my my childhood football team, a guy named Cliff Siegel. And by the way, you, you can tone down the flamboyancy of it. I didn't have a coming out part. Well, it says, what, yeah, no, I was, no, was, no, was no, going to say. Wait a minute, Todd. That's what it says in your bio. I just read it right from your bio. No, it doesn't. Well, you honest, it honest. Honestly, God, that's what I was sent. Uh, yeah, we have a bio on the calendar. I don't know where it's from, but... By yes, the way, see. Just, uh, just so I'm curious, do you, is this live or do you edit this? Both. I can edit it, so you can tell me to go F myself if you want, but I, I really read that from oh. a bio that I was sent. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not mad. Oh, I'm just joking with you. But, but I am morbidly cururious now what it actually says in the bio. Yeah, it just says his coming out party. That's, says, there's no context or anything. It says, it's just like a thing that you uh, talk about. I'll read, that the, makes whole, me so I'll read the whole. I'll read the whole. I'll read the whole line. It says Todd Glass's Netflix special act happy. Try to keep up as comedian Todd Glass delivers a rapid fire stand up that bounces from his heart attack to his coming out party and how to eat a Kit Kat. That's the whole line. Oh, okay, you got to send that back to me, and then I'm going to call whoever wrote that and punch <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad because you went like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. A party. A party. <laughs> anyway, anyway, not, not to get in the way of the question because that. But uh, you know, I, I look, look. Anybody who does it helps because right. without you know right. without celebrating myself too much, it helps because you know it just lets people know. You know, the more people that come out, the more that the more other people go. You don't know. You don't know. People used to think they could tell who was and who wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And that's changing. And that's changing. And uh, that's a good thing. But, yeah, I, I didn't want to make it my whole special. I just wanted to say, hey, this is not. Because I was worried right. when I did it, like a lot of people are, mm -hmm. even people that aren't comedians or actors or anything. We worry. I don't want it to become my identity. But so do kids worry about that. They're, you know, whether in college or high school or wherever they are. Uh, they worry. They don't want it to become their identity. So I thought, well, don't make it your identity and your special. Right. It is part of my life. 
and I talked about it in due proportion. It was like in the middle of a story, boom, and then I'm out of it. And it's like, yeah, this is part of who I am. And I thought I handled it. I was proud of the way I it, it came off on the special. Yeah, sure, I understand that. One of the, well, that was one of the greatest reactions that I've ever gotten. Like I said, I've been in radio for 48 years. I've been doing the morning show for 32 years and this show for about six years. And just the, the way you went... You know, Tom, you don't have to be so flamboyant. <laughs> Just the way you reacted was fantastic. <laughs> no, it's my, can I tell you, it's still my own, it's still all my own, my own problem. Like with the words, you know, like my brother teased me. He goes, you know, you, you came out on your special and you never mentioned the word gay. And I went, I know, I just still, I don't have a problem with people using that word. That obviously, if we're not talking about in a negative way, of course, but right, just on a right, positive way, right. if someone referencing themselves, if someone is comfortable saying, I'm gay, oh my, they win. That's, that's because it's not an insult to be gay. But because the word growing up was also used as lame and stupid and dumb, yeah, it yeah, yeah. packed a little bit of a punch for me. So I just try not to use the word. And even when I was telling friends, as I, you know, as I, over the years, I would always go, well... They, I go, there's something I want to tell you. I go, I would always say, you probably already know. I go, but uh, uh, I like dudes. <laughs> that was my way to tell people. You said I like I, dudes. I like dudes. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, Todd, I was talking earlier about uh, about my friend Cliff, who was the uh, the quarterback on, on our football team when I was a kid. And one day Cliff came to me and he said, I want to show you a picture. And I, you know, for, first of all, thank you for all your time because I looked at the clock. I'm like, my God, you're very generous with your time, so I won't keep you much longer. I'm great, but, but I'm on the treadmill, so it helps me too. Okay, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Maybe we'll just go for another ten minutes because I got a million things yeah. I want to talk to you about. Um, so Cliff says, I want to show you a picture, and I said, okay. He shows me a picture of this woman, and I said, is that your? I I know you've only got two brothers. You don't have a sister, and do I know this person? He goes, yeah, you know this person. I said, okay, well, I don't recognize this person. He said, it's me. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to become a woman. I'm a, I'm a woman inside, and I'm going to have a sex change, and I wanted you to know that. And I said, that's, you know, that's pretty amazing. Now, so Cliff became Lauren. She's now Lauren. Can I ask you, how many years, and this was a while ago, right? This happened, what, uh, but 10 20, was maybe? It, was it 20 years ago? I think he mm. started the process. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get it. It wasn't It wasn't in high school that this happened. No, no, it was, at, it, it was, it was afterward. Because I know for a fact that he was a man when I was a kid, so it couldn't have been more than 20 years. Yeah, so it was not more than right, 20 right, years right. ago. But, I get it. But the great thing about that is... Is so I said, well, yeah, you, you do what you want to do, and I, you know, I tell Lauren that I love her all the time. I love them as Cliff, and I love her as Lauren. And, and the weird part of that is because I'm a, a, a bigger guy. People told Cliff, "Don't tell Tom because he'll be mad as hell and probably beat the hell out of you." Now, why do people assume that kind of thing? Is what I don't understand. You know, there, there were some people that you know I was afraid to tell because the things they said. That I, uh, you know, and, it's, and there were some people I was afraid they had nothing to do with anything they ever did. But, you know, it, you know, putting it as simple, it's like, you know, if somebody, like, if they told you that or that they were gay or something that you're not familiar with, right. there is no problem. And I, I, I always like to say this. There's no problem with having difficulty wrapping your mind around what somebody just told you. 
But there is a problem if you don't want to learn. So a lot of people hide behind this. I'm sorry, it's different. I, 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 no, 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 no. Don't, don't cry. Don't make it like you're the victim. Don't boo-hoo. I, 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 no, no. The question is, do you want to learn? Do you want to learn? Or yeah. do you just think, no, that's weird. That's different. Go hide. No, that's not okay. But if it's different, you don't know how to handle it, and you got a billion questions, and you ask a billion questions, and it takes you a while, and then as the more you hang out with that person, the more you get comfortable, the next thing you know, you're not even thinking about it. Yeah, that's a road. That's the path. But if you're willing to take that path, as opposed to just stifling the other person, you know, sexuality, you know, look, we're about ready to have another sexual revolution. And not only for, for transgender people or gay people, but for everybody, you know, Whoa. Dropped his phone, I think. I hope he didn't fall off the treadmill. You know, empathy empathy is not a competition. Todd? My favorite line. Yes. We can barely hear you. Did you drop your phone? I did, but I I didn't drop it. An earpiece came out. You can't Uh, hear me now? I can hear you. It's a little quiet. I can barely hear you. Your ear. Oh, really? What? (laughs) Uh oh. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Blowing into the mic. Hello, hello, hello. Well. Hello, hello. There, perfect. Well, perfect again? Yep, it sounds good. You sound, I sound okay? Yeah, you sound really good. Okay, great. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are straight that are, let's use the term, in the closet, not with their sexuality, but maybe a hobby that they like that is perceived to be feminine. So I think it's just, you know, like someone said, sexuality is a, is a complex issue. And if anybody likes to have things clean and neat, and I get it, I get it. Sometimes we have enough already to learn. It's like when the new cell phone comes out. It's like, oh, no, I, I just got comfortable with my old cell phone. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. If you take the time to get your new cell phone, and at first it's a pain, every single time the new cell phone comes out, yeah, I don't like it. I'll admit it. But then as I learn about it, there's always two or three new things that I go, I actually like this. And if you want to keep your old flip phone, that's fine. But when it comes to growing as a person and and, and not having, you know, your social views evolve as you grow, that's not okay. So, you know, I'm not, I, I have to do the same thing. Just new things happen and don't get tired of growing. It's not, a, it's not cute. Like, you know, some people just get so tired. I, I do talk about this in a special. I call them what's next people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all right with gay marriage, but then they'll go, but what's next? I always go, well, why do you care <laughs> that there'll care? be something next? Right. Why do you you embrace it? You're you're going, what should I do? Just grow until I die like an idiot? That's what it sounds like they're saying. Like, oh, I'll just grow every year like a moron. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. um, And I I am stealing from the special right now. I got to ask you, man. You can probably straighten this out for me because I don't understand something about... First of all, uh, I was just reminded by a listener that Lauren Siegel, my transgendered friend, uh, did the first transgender traffic report because she wanted to come on the show and talk about being transgender. And I said, would you do the traffic report? So the first uh, transgender traffic report is what she called it, which was very funny and a lot of fun. It was a ball. I was also, many, many years ago, was the first uh, radio television guy to come out in favor and support gay marriage. And that was... Oh, my God, that was at least 25 years ago because I've been on that show for 32 years. So I came out in support of gay marriage 25 years ago. 
But because I treat everyone the same, like I will, I will treat you. I'll be a smart ass to you, just like I would be anybody else, or or a person of any. Co- but people think because I treat everyone the same that I'm racist and homophobic and just a horrible human being. Because I treat everyone the same. Do you understand that thinking? Yeah, I, I, it, it's so complex that I don't know all the things you've said over the years. So I don't want to like, I'm, you know, I don't know if I would go, oh, yeah, that one you might, I could see why people, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that you can't have a joke about people that are transgender. It doesn't mean you can't have jokes about people that are gay. It doesn't mean we can't joke about women. But I think the question is, and that's why it's a more complex conversation, what are the jokes? Are they jokes? Because we're very happy to throw things into it. It's just a joke. It's a joke. Well, Jokes can be brilliant. Jokes can be dark right, and crass right. and empty and brilliant. And jokes can also help. And I'm stealing this phrase because I love it. Look, first of all, I always say every comedian should do whatever they want. That's the brilliant part about comedy. I don't want anyone to change because of peer pressure. You do comedy, you do whatever you want. Now, something I think changes your opinion, yeah, then, of course, that's great. But comedy is comedy, and no one should do anything but what they want to do on stage um, unless they actually change their opinion. My personal opinion is uh, don't use comedy to normalize oppression. Yeah, what I, yeah I understand that. In the past, I have done it. I've done it. I look back at work from 30 years ago, and not the most egregious, hateful jokes in the world. Mm-hmm. But I think, oh, that was sort of normalizing oppression making jokes about stereotypes that weren't true seems not that harmful. So as I go forward in life, I try not to, uh, to uh, you know, yeah, you know, you do jokes that normalize people being oppressed. Yeah, I understand but that. Anyway. But you can't protect people from, from the entire world. And I think that's what a lot of people always say. Oh, well, they're, well, they're, you know, they're this, they're that, they're the other thing. So we, we need to protect them. No, no, you don't need to protect them. They're human beings just like you are. They have, you know, a different orientation or a different skin tone or a different gender or whatever. But you don't have to protect them. They're just as strong as you are. See, to me, well, it implies that they're weak. You don't. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, it, it, to me, it implies if I have to protect someone, it means they're weaker than I am, and I don't look at people that way. I don't think I have to protect anybody, right? Again, I have to hear the context of, right. you know why no, I'm no, very I'm careful not to go to go off and go, oh, yeah, because sometimes people do need to be protected, and I think it depends on no, okay. the situation. Is. Okay. But, but people do, you know, it's, it's that expression, scream for what you're not. You know, like if you're, if you're, if I'm, I'm a man, I could scream for women issues. Sometimes people do need other people to scream sure, for them. By the sure. way, we wouldn't, women would have never got to vote if it wasn't for men that went, oh my God, they should vote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. that's why men could scream for that because that's why. So it is, but you look, it depends what the joke is. But, but on a broader scale, no, just because some, you, we can make jokes about people but let it not be the jokes that a dumb bully in high school would make. How about that? It, 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 and if we go back to it, like, what, what, was your joke a joke that any moron could have made? Was it clever? Was it a joke that that group of people could laugh at? And let's say not all the people, but let's say the people that have a great sense of humor and they get irony and they get, you know, they get sarcasm, they get satirization, and they're not gentle. Oh, I don't know about comedy. They get comedy. But you make a joke about, let's say, transgender people. 
could they could they appreciate it? I think that's a good question to ask. Or yeah. was it a joke that any dumb bully could have made? No, I yeah, agree. it's a joke, but you know what? How good of a joke is it? Is what I always ask. And by the way, everything I'm saying to you right now, that's what I ask myself. I'm not writing any book or yeah. any rules for comedy because, like I said, uh, the great thing about comedy is you do what you want. Now, good news, your Bluetooth headset just fixed itself. It did. <laughs> Sounds really good. Todd, i got to tell you something. What, I, what I'm going to have to do, because you just gave us a half an hour of your time, what I'm going to have to do now is, is buy some, I don't know, network TV time or whatever and advertise this, because this is a conversation that everyone should hear. I mean, I learned a lot. I learned a lot talking to you today. Was, I think it's, see, that's, I, that I think is terrific. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope you had a good time. I did. I did. It helped. That's what I said. Like if I was sitting in my house, it goes quicker. But on the treadmill, it helped talking because it made my treadmill time pass by a lot quicker. Well, thank you again for all the time you gave us—an entire half hour of your time. It was a great conversation. Uh, act happy, Todd Glass's Netflix. Now I gotta, I gotta plug the special because it, that's why you know that's my job. Todd Glass's Netflix special, yeah. Act Happy. But I will not read the part about what it's about because. I don't know who wrote that, but Act Happy is really good. I saw it when it first came out. I saw it immediately. I've been a huge fan of yours for years, and I just can't tell you how much I appreciate all the time you gave us today and a um, fantastic conversation. Thank you. You're a good man, and I appreciate the, I appreciate the conversation. All right. I hope I, I hope I talk to you again really, really soon, Todd. Thank you very much. And continue with your okay. workout. You look great in the T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Bye. Bye. Todd Glass, ladies and gentlemen, that nobody. Todd Glass doesn't do half-hour interviews. No. No. Uh, and uh, Melina will talk about how to handle this because this this is going to be easy. It's going to be right at thirty minutes. That's two fifteen-minute segments, brother. We'll be back, Tom Bernard Show.